This following episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by this amazing sponsor. Recon 2017 is coming up in early May. Hosted by Historical Miniatures Gaming Society, South Chapter. This weekend-long all-gaming convention runs from Thursday, May the 4th through Sunday, May the 7th. The show will be held at the Park Inn by Radisson Resorts and Conference Center on U.S. Highway 192, almost next door to Disney. There will be nine four-hour sessions of gaming across the weekend focusing on historical war games, but also including fantasy and sci-fi war games, role-playing games, and even some board games for a total of well over 100 different game events. Special guest for the convention is writer and game designer Howard Whitehouse, who will be running a couple of games of his own and also joining a few others as a fellow player. There will be over 300 gaming hobbyists with whom to share a table and about a dozen and a half vendors on site ready to commit commerce and a wild and woolly Friday night flea market packed with great deals. Don't miss out on a great weekend of gaming in our own backyard. For more information, including pre-registration and hotel reservations, visit hmgs-south.com. Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the back. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems. Your Dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth. Cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I have Deuce. What is going on, brother? Hey, man, we're the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. We're a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And uh, we have some awesome, amazing sponsor we want to talk about. We do, and that is our good friends at Grover Brewing. Tonight, we've been drinking on the Boat Days IPA, which is 6.6% uh, alcohol by volume. Which loads of American hops and six, 65 IBU. Um, also, I got for you because I love you, brother. The Rind and Shine Belgium Wit Ale uh, with, with tangerines, which I know you love. And also, we tried this evening the Old Chap, which is an English ale with molasses, which is 7.7% alcohol by volume. Also, I want to let our fans out there know that on the way, they're going to be bringing a blueberry beer very, very soon, which is going to be awesome. Also, they got a new beer coming out very, very soon with macadamia nuts that I'm very excited about. Also, the double IPA, I don't know if you tried it. It was amazing. It is going to be on its way back. And also, uh, a beer that we actually really like, the mole, the ancho pepper cinnamon chocolate, will be bringing it back. And also, it might be permanent. And Breaking news, um, the space next door to Grove Roots, they have actually acquired, and they're making a tap room, which is going to be awesome, because the tap room is going to be 21 and up, they're going to do movie nights, they're going to do watch parties, possibly, for Game of Thrones, and Walking Dead, which is going to be really, really cool, which is kind of where my voice is at right now, Walking Dead, Um, (laughs) sorry guys. And they're going to have, like, bourbon barrels on the side so you can set your drinks up on top of it. And also, I think it's going to be really cool because a part of the area they acquired is going to be a canning. They're going to make a canning line. So they're actually going to can the beer, and they're going to have, like, six packs. So, like, you can go and buy six packs to take home with you, which, don't get me wrong, I'm a Growler fan, just like the NWO, Faux Life. life. Yep. And uh, I love my growlers. But sometimes, like, if you're going to the beach or something, it's easier to take a six-pack with you in your cooler. So it, it gives you a lot more options. I, I definitely want to send a big shout-out and thank you to Joe from Grove Roots Brewing for being a sponsor with us so long. Absolutely. Being the official beer sponsor at Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce. We love him to death. 
Also, we want to give a shout out and much love to Morgan, the new marketing director. She's amazing. She is so much fun. We love her to death. Here at the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. And the new thing that Deuce is loving to death, who's been a, become a new fan, foe, life of Ring of Honor, man. Ring of Honor. Holy shit balls. That was cool, man. Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor 9, uh, or 11, excuse me. Uh, we saw at the Lakeland Center on April 1st, uh, 2017. And I know it's been We're a little late over to the a party, month, guys, more so than a I month. apologize for uh, that. But We've we wanted to get in and get busy. a review yeah. because uh, it, it was an amazing show. And it was my first time seeing Ring of Honor live. I've Ditto. Seen, yeah, so it was first time De- Deuce and I got to see Ring of Honor live. My first ever ladder match I got to see live. Uh, believe it or not, Johnny, little Johnny here, who's been watching, you know, thirty years of wrestling. I, I've only I've only been to a handful of shows. I've not been to a lot of live events. So it's uh, you know, anytime I get to go, it's always an experience for me. Uh, and so yeah, Ring of Honor, I've been watching since day one. Um, it's I think their fifteen these their fifteenth anniversary show right before this yeah. one. And, uh, you know, uh, Christopher Daniels, you know, he won the, the ROH uh, World title. And, you know, he's, I mean, he's all over the, he's been all over the planet doing yeah. some amazing things. And uh, Ring of Honor's had some amazing people that have come and gone. You know, Kevin Steen, a.k.a. Kevin Owens, uh, 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 Daniel Bryan. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of amazing people that have come in there. Samoa that Joe. That was the funny thing. Yeah. It's when we walked in and we went to the merch table, like the DVD table, like half it was like all... WWE people now that right. were former ROH people, like they had the Kevin Steen yeah. um, DVD. They had a, a Daniel Bryan, well, actually, Brian Brian Danielson, Danielson DVD. Yeah. They had yeah. a CM Punk DVD. Yep. They had like everybody and their brother, uh, uh, even Samoa Joe has a DVD. Right. It's like everybody right. and their brother had a DVD on that table that yep. now works for WWE. So before we get into like the match list, uh, I want to talk about like, you know, because we all got together. Uh, I mean, let's go over some of the list of people that came with us. Yeah, uh, we had um, uh, Sean for Sean, Grapple Sean, Sean Cook of Grapple Maniacs. We had Brian McCord of uh, One Fall Gaming. Uh, our good friend Jason came Jason with Green, us. Jason Green. Yeah. Green came with us. Uh, Corey, aka Gordo, Gordo, Gordo Gringo, Gringo on, on the Twitter, Twitter machine. Uh, he came with us. Thank you for being the DD for the night. You're yes, the man and my awesome. hero. He's forever. awesome. Uh, so we had some really cool people uh, that we got to go with that are all wrestling fans, and some of them were the first time seeing Ring of Honor live as well, too, which is great. I so know it was Corey's first right. time for sure. Yep, and uh, I think Jason's too. Yep, and I think maybe Brian. I don't know if Brian. I'm not 100 percent sure on Brian, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Brian. The only person I know had been there is Sean, because right. Sean, you got to understand, guys, the Lakeland Center, which by the way, awesome venue, great, we venue. love it to death. Yep. Um, we're going to give them a lot of plugs this episode. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, but, like, they did an amazing show. But this is, like, the third time ROH has been to Lakeland because the past two times it's been for TV tapings. Right. And Sean always goes, and every time he gets, like, a really good seat. Like, he, if he doesn't get, like, in the front rows, he gets, like, a really good seat. So he got a good seat this one. He didn't get a front row because being a pay-per-view, it was way more expensive than just TV taping. And, of course, this was a very momentous uh, pay-per-view for a lot of reasons oh, that yes. we'll get into later. But uh, this was the largest ever single sellout crowd for, in Ring of Honor history. Over 3,500 people filled that Lakeland Center. Yes. And that was a huge moment for Ring of Honor fans as well as the alumni that were there. Because, I mean, you ha- I mean that to them to have that many people screaming their names and and all that I mean chants and all that was fantastic you know. Well, it's also going to be good for the Lakeland Center because now right. they know they can get that they many people to the Lakeland Center. Yeah. So I think we're going to get future pay per views. It may not be Supercard Honor. It but may NXT not... could go there for a pay per view. Well, knows? NXT actually goes there a lot. Yeah. For just regular house shows, right. but I think NXT could go there for a pay per view easy. I don't know if they will, but Ring of Honor sure as shit will. But there was uh, a the, – the only thing I would say that was a negative for the night, because we're going to get into a bunch of positives, it was the way they laid out the, the autograph and stuff. Crap. It was yeah. kind of – and I know there was a lot of people there, and I almost felt like there should have been another whole section uh, yeah. for – yeah, so let explain me, that. Let, yeah, let me explain to you guys, and I'm going to try and explain this the best way I can, because I'm drawing a little map on this dirty little fucking napkin I'm looking at. Basically, let's let's make a horseshoe, right? There's a horseshoe. And that outside horseshoe is basically where the bathrooms are. It's where the concession stands are. Now, all that area out there is where 
not where you sit. That's when you come in, and right. there's, like I said, there's the bar. Horseshoe's a good example. Yeah, yep. there's a bar. There's, you know, Food the concession and, stands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's your T-shirt stand, all that. And then you go into the heart of the horseshoe, and that's actually where the seats are in the ring and all that right. stuff. They were doing, when we got there, in the ring, they were doing Q&As, which I thought worked out really, really well. Really, really great. And we actually, it's probably going to be the cover of this episode, the picture right. of me and you on the stage, the ring on oh, the stage. Oh, absolutely. Which was yeah. awesome, which was, was really, really cool, because they let you, like, nothing. It didn't cost me a nickel to go up there and get my picture taken, which I thought was super, duper yeah. cool. But if you wanted to wait in line for an autograph, you had to be in the outside horseshoe. Here's the problem. That outside horseshoe is everybody buying T-shirts getting a beer, going to the bathroom, getting a snack. Like, they should have put that in a in a convention hall because there are other convention halls in the building. That, they well, should there's have other had events going on the same day. Well, too. they had the cheerleading event right. that was going on that day. But I would have put that in one of the other convention halls just so then you could say, hey, if you're going for the Hardy Boys autograph, the Young Bucks autograph, you can go to Hall right. H and right. then walk over there and do it. Logistically, I would have done that if I was Ring of or not Ring of Honor, if I was Lakeland Center. But I want to give Lakeland Center a lot of props. They did a really good job that day. There was a lot of I really think, in my humble opinion, I think Lakeland Center got overwhelmed. I didn't they think, think they, they probably didn't anticipate. They didn't expect as many people as they got. And I think that that's the reason why. And some of it may not have even been them. It may have been a logistics of ROH said we're going to pay for that main arena, but we won't pay for separate rooms. Sure. Because they might have been like, hey, we'll give you Convention Hall A, but it costs another $400. And they're like, well, we're not going to pay. You, you know, you never know whose end it's on. My only two gripes with the Lakeland Center. One, this is coming from the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, and Deuce in general. You need more than one bar. Because that was my only problem. There was, I mean, you could get beer at the normal concession stand, but if you wanted liquor, there was only one bar, and that got very, at least for me, problematic. Well, you were double fisting because you you didn't want to go back in line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm not a guy normally that double fists hard liquor, but it was like, dude, it, at one point I missed one entire match because I had to wait in line. Right. So I just was like, screw it, just give me two. How many? I I literally said. How many drinks can I get per ID? And she said, you can get two. I said, give me two Crown of Cokes. I said, every time I'm coming through here, I'm just going to get two Crown of Cokes. And they saw me multiple times because I tipped them very, very well. Um, so that was my only problem. And the other problem is, and this actually is not a Lakeland Center problem. This is more an ROH problem. You need more one merch table. And you need more merch. That was my only thing. Because, like, I, trust me, I wanted to buy a hat. I wanted to buy a shirt. But it was like they had 12 T-shirts, I think, total. That was it, yeah. And they had three hats, and that was it. And I was like, that's it? Like, this is like your third biggest event of the year? Like, Mm -hmm. I would have had three different tables, and each table had different merch. Right. And even if I didn't sell everything, you take it back to the warehouse, you sell it online. But I think, trust me, if they had had more merch, because here's the thing for me. I don't like buying black merch. That's my thing. Like, black T-shirts, I don't like buying that. So, that's the reason I didn't buy it. But, like, that trucker hat, I told you three different times in the night. I was like, I, w- I want that trucker hat. And then I went and looked at it in person. I was like, eh, it's not. It didn't look as good on the person as it looked, you know, at right. the merch table. Right. And it was expensive. Is that, did I tell you how much that T-shirt was? Okay. They had a T-shirt. It was a Supercard Honor T-shirt. And it had the Young Bucks and the Hardys. But over Supercard, they had spray-painted Superkick. So it's like Super Kick of Honor. Yeah. That T-shirt, which was a limited edition T-shirt, was $35. Wow. And I was like, holy shit. Like, all the other T-shirts were 25 which to me is pushing it for right. a T-shirt. But then it was like the one I wanted was like $35. I'm like, no, I'm out. And even the hats, the hats were like 20 They were either 20 or 25 because I almost got, like, I came really close to getting that Ring of Honor hat because I told right. you multiple times your right. night. I'm like, I like to add, but literally, and like I said, I hate to poo-poo on everybody early. That was my only poo-poos of the night because everything else was great. Everything else ran smoothly. Yep. These were the most amazing matches I've ever seen. Yep. Live. And we're going to go through some of that because before they had the, the women of honor, like kind of like the start, the start. Yeah. Off. That was like the first, like we got there at two and from two to six was like basically their, 
their version of WrestleMania access, right? Right. Like they're they called it a fan fest. Right. For the first four hours, I want to say was uh, all Q and A, which was awesome because you could go up and ask anybody questions, and they answered everything. In my opinion, really honestly, like I don't think anybody shied away from anything, which is super right. cool. And then the other thing that was cool is then they did the women honor. And then they did. They taped two matches before the pay per view, which I found out what because I went for the wa- intermission for the intermission. Yeah. Exactly. Well, actually, he said it. He said we're taping these matches now for the intermission right. when they taped them. Right. So and that that was pretty cool. That was so, that was yeah. cool. So yeah, let's just go over. Uh, I mean, the women of honor matches were good. Uh, we had uh, the first match was Mandy Leon and Jenny Rose versus Simi. Uh, Sakai and uh, Faye Jackson. Uh, really, you know, good, good, uh, you know, good match there. Uh, uh, and then um, the winners were uh, Sumi and Faye. Faye Jackson. They won. Um, and then we're just kind of glazing over some of these matches. I mean, they they did yeah. a great job. Uh, and Kelly Klein versus uh, Deanna Perrazzo, who I actually knew was coming. As I told you before, I was like, she's a former NXT, and I was like, yeah, oh, because yeah. when she showed up, you were like pulling on my shirt, and you're like, dude. This Check girl is really yeah. big, and yeah. I'm like, well, what's her deal? And yeah. she's like, look, she used to be in NXT, yep. but Ring of Honor got her now, right. and Ring of Honor is giving her a really her big push. Yeah. So, yeah. It was actually a really good match. Uh, that so. actually, I think, was the best women's match out right. of all of them. Yeah, so that was really, really good. Uh, we, we got the, uh, which I thought hey, had, they had a really great pop, uh, the Motor uh, City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, who you know Chris Sabin from uh, TNA as well. Like The guy is just amazing. Uh, Chris Sabin's is fantastic. But they make a great team. Uh, they do. And the crowd is really over uh, for them. Can I give you a reason why I think they might have been so over? And this Go is ahead. just my very humble opinion. Like, for me, being a guy that's had a, a pass to Universal forever, I've been to a lot of, of TNA tapings. They were huge in TNA, and a lot of those people that went to the TNA tapings, people from Lakeland, Winter Haven, right. Main City, sure. local people. So, like, when they came, I popped hard for them because I love those two guys. I think they're great. So, I think a lot of a lot of the former TNA people, I think, got good pops because we're people that used to watch them in TNA. Does that make any sense? Right, yeah. So, but, yeah, no, they got a huge pop, and they did awesome. They did They did a fantastic job, um, and uh, it was it was just great to kind of see a lot of tag team wrestling on, on the night. We had the Kingdom versus the Beer City Bruiser, and uh, – the real man, Silas Young. What'd you think of him? He was like a he's like a combo of Jake the Snake um, meets uh, I don't know, like Harley Race or something like that. He was. I really liked him, yeah. but I liked him tagging with the Beer City Bruiser. Yeah, he came out with that ke- half that keg. keg. Yeah. So you knew yeah. I popped hard for that. Oh yeah. So, but because here's the thing, like before the show happened, I looked for merch because I wanted to buy some merch to wear to the show. Sure. And I looked for his merch, and only Pro Wrestling Tees had his merch, and none of it was that great. But also, when I got there that day, they had no merch for him. But I really like Beer City Bruiser. I thought he was really cool. And you're right, the real man, Silas Young. Like, I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan, before we get any further, I'm a fan because of the show of ROH. And now I'm taping ROH every Saturday night on WTTA 38. You're out of Tampa. Yep. Uh, it's 11 o'clock every Saturday night where right. they, they show the show, but I'm taping it now every week so I can watch because I'm, I'm, this show really put me over. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, you know, the Beer City Bruiser and um, Sally Young won that match, uh, oh, which yeah. I actually I, – I actually, the only match I didn't get to see, that was the only one I didn't get to see. Really? Because I was in line to get a drink. Oh, that's right, because uh, you were getting the unlimited so- – which – Hell of a deal for Lake Center. Unlimited eight bucks, fill. unlimited soda. Like you buy a soda cup for eight bucks, and it was unlimited refill. Yeah, I think that's a hell. It of was deal. really good, yeah. really good deal. Uh, also, I, I really, really enjoyed um, the the Briscoes. Like they they were awesome live. As oh, well. I told you as soon with, as they I did watched six man tag team match uh, with Bully Ray. I mean, and Hangman Page and uh, Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Tama. Tonga and Tonga uh, Roa. Um, so that was a really cool six-man tag match. Well, on top of that, we saw him at the Q&A. We we're did, sitting yeah. there, and I was like, I leaned over to you, and I'm like, I like these guys. And Johnny was like, yeah, these are your people. Yeah, these <laughs> are your spirit animals. These are your spirit animals. These yeah. are your Polk County people. Because remember that guy that was talking to him? He's like, you know, I used to work at the chicken houses, and I used to work down here. And yeah. he's like, we'd make these shots, and we called them Doo Doo Brown, and they were Jack Daniels. 
and uh, Jim Beam. And he was, like, talking about that and talking to them about drinking yeah. and stuff. And you're right. As soon as I talked to them, I love these guys. But one of the things they said in the interview, which I really loved, which hit home with me, was, like, we love these characters and we love what we're doing. And that's the reason why we stay in ROH, because they let us keep control. Yeah, they've, they've been around since day one. Yeah, since the and very I'm first... like, you know what? That makes sense, because I think if they went to WWE, WWE would, like, neuter them. I think they Maybe, would do yeah. something completely different that's one thing that i noticed is like a lot a lot of the ring of honor people that have been in in the industry in the ring of honor industry really like they bleed ring of honor colors like you look at jay lethal you, you look at uh, uh cole cabana you know a lot of these people that have been at christopher daniels that have been in there for a long time like they 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 don't they're not afraid to show those ring of honor colors you know and that they 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 bleed for that company and uh, even but I uh, love that because it, number one, it shows loyalty, right. and number two, it shows me something behind the scenes, and that is they listen to people behind the scenes. They're like, "Look, this is my character. This is what I want to do to my character." Like they said something in the Q and A that really hit home with me, which is why I think I've fallen in love with the company. Is they were like, when ECW died. We picked up the banner and we ran with they it. sure did. And that's what I feel like. This is like ECW 2.0. Right. And I really feel like the management is listening to the wrestlers, listening to them creative-wise, and letting them be themselves. And you hit on a name, uh, Colt Cabana. This was my first time ever seeing Colt Cabana. And the sad thing is we didn't get to see him in a match. Right. He did commentary. And literally the only time we saw him was when he came out and right. went to the commentary table. But I just thought it was neat because, you know, I've heard Colt's podcast. I mean, we've all heard the infamous Colt Cabana CM Punk podcast. Yeah. If you're wrestling. They are fan. wrestling, yeah. Yeah. So, it, to me, it was cool, like, meeting him at the building, not in person, but, you know, seeing him. But also, from what everybody has told me behind the scenes and people from Grapple Maniacs, and he was really, really nice. Everybody yeah. said he was, like, just super chill and super cool. So. Yeah, so, I mean, it's cool to see that he's shown his support because um, yeah. he's been in different promotions and whatnot. And the nice thing is Ring of Honor, you know, they have a great relationship with other promotions like uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. That and was cool because they had New Japan merch. They did, they did. I'm actually surprised you didn't buy it. I was to be honest this close to buying a hat. Like, I was Are like, you? that hat was pretty dope. Uh, yeah, I got to agree. That hat was dope. It, was, it wasn't it was a trucker hat. It was like a baseball cap. But it had but that it had line. Logo. It was really nice. Yeah. It really looked really cool. Because the T-shirt was kind of yeah, in it, but the, the hat was pretty dope. I'm actually yeah. surprised. Because yeah. now, let, let's since we're on the merch, you got a dope piece of merch. I yeah, I, I, I got the the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes because I, I just I really liked the way the the colors looked. Uh, has the has like a American flag colors in it, and yeah. it has like the like blue face mask, blue face mask, and then it has the Bullet Club logo on the su sleeves yeah. as well. So I just like I was like, all right, this is cool. I I, I just. I I I want and also you know I love Cody. Vote with your wallet. You know what I mean. Like yeah. if he's if if he goes, hey, you know, Cody, you had the number one sales. I think he was top five sales. Uh, if, if I read somewhere online, so like he got like maybe number two sales or whatever. I think uh, um, that night or that night. I think I think he got like the second highest sales. I that would be night. surprised. Yeah, that is definitely a Cody Rhodes town. That is a Rhodes town, Lakeland. So I could see him selling. Especially a Bullet Club shirt that had the American flag on it, I could see that. Uh, I think Adam Cole had the number one. Did uh, he? Yeah, he had the um, the number Adam one. Adam Cole, baby, baby. He's going NXT now, I guess, right? Like, yeah, that yeah. that's a word that I've yeah. been getting. Which that was one thing they said in the uh, Q and A that our good friend Corey Gordo Gringo agreed with. They said Bullet Club is kind of like. 90s and wo and he was like i agree he's like every guy that came out was a part of the bullet club and i'm like how many members does this bullet club have right like, and they only and actually in all seriousness they only have like seven or eight members actually that's it oh do they yeah because there was there was a lot because there you have i mean you have you have cody rhodes you have uh adam cole yeah you, you have, have young, bucks. young bucks that's four you got the hangman Hangman, and then you have uh, Kenny Omega, which is in New Japan for wrestling. Yeah, and then you have like a, a, a Japanese guy. I forgot what his name is, and then I think that's it. Well, maybe just because of the way the card was right, stacked, right. it was like every match had a Bullet right. Club dude. Because every time a match started, like the Bullet Club logo came out. I'm like, God damn! Like half this card is the Bullet Club. Now the cool thing is we had a really great opening, like you know. Curtain. A hot opening, yeah. a hot curtain jerk. Yeah, it was will. really, really great. Adam Cole um, versus uh, the villain Marty Skrull uh, for the uh, ROH Television Championship match. That that was a great match because like the half the crowd, like it was like a split. 
down the middle. Like yeah. so, half the people were, but man, they were both getting such big pops. Like I yeah. was, it like, was great. It was, nuts. it was great to yeah. hear that live, right at a Ring of Honor oh show. Oh my god! Yeah, so and awesome. everyone's like when Adam Cole would be like, Adam Cole, baby, and and the whole and, and, and the, the whole, whole crowd, yeah. it, the energy though. That's what's so great about seeing professional wrestling live is like when you when you go to an event like Ring of Honor. I mean, Ring of Honor is a I think it's very well respected because it's 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 like the independent scene, but it's really grown, you know. And a lot of people. To me, have, it's like the alpha independent. Like it's the the top of the top of the spear, top of the mountain independent wrestling promotion. Because right. if if you're gonna rank wrestling promotions in the world, in my opinion, and you can we could talk say about what it. You want, yeah, I would say it's WWE, then it's TNA, and then it's ROH. And then New Japan is probably either right underneath it or maybe even neck and neck. Yeah, New Japan's pretty big. New um, Japan's pretty big. I think the problem is it's so hard for Americans to, to watch. Oh, and to find it, yeah. But supposedly, from what Manic was telling me, New Japan is going to... They're doing st- a tour in America. Well, or a that, promotion in America. They're going to start a New Japan America. But I hope, I hope them and ROH will work together and maybe fight each other. That'd like be a awesome. WCW, WWE which we always wanted, like in the Attitude Era, if they go against each other, the problem is they've got to find a airing. Because I can tell you right now, I think if ROH somehow got on a bigger station, like a WGN or a TNT or even a Spike TV, I think if they got more viewers on the product, that would be the big thing. Because right now they're only on Sinclair Broadcasting. Right. And that's such a small yep. demographic of people that have those stations. Right. And even ours... God bless them. They only show it at 11 o'clock on Friday night. Who's watching wrestling at 11 o'clock on a Friday night? Right. Or not Friday night. Saturday night. Saturday night. Yeah. So, I, like, even me, I've got a DVR. I watch it later. Right. But uh, I I think they have a great product. It's not the product. They just need to get it to a bigger audience and a better time. But, but also, like, it's, it's one of those catch-22s because it's like, hey, I think one of the things that – it's something for wrestling fans. They love it, but they kind of love that it's independent, so it's not been exposed and tainted by a big corporation. You yeah, know what I mean? and I think that you're you're right. There's that catch twenty two because if it becomes like let's say Spike TV picks it up and it starts becoming really mainstream, then who of the hipsters of the IWC, the internet wrestling community, and like the the really hardcore wrestling fan goes, oh man, this is mainstream now. Now I'm gonna go watch. Uh, Pro Gorilla, or I'm yeah. gonna watch, you know, Which is another great promotion. yeah, or I'm yeah. gonna start watching now, like only New Japan because they become too mainstream. Right. Like, it's it's at a really cool cuspid because you've got the hardcore wrestling fans, but at the end of the day, how many of those hardcore wrestling fans are spending money and making you money? And how, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's a marketing side to it sure. too, and there's a a profitability side that you got to look at too. Right. So. And they and they've been doing you know Ring of Honor's been going pretty strong you know they've been going for 15 years and and like they I felt like they this this is a huge for the fact that they could sell out the Lakeland Center I mean that's good for Lakeland great great for them for Lakeland great for the Lakeland Center well it's great because we'll get another pay per view we will it may not be as big a card as Supercard of Honor Supercard of Honor was stacked the whole card was the stacked. the heart was stacked and we know it was stacked because. Let's just be real. It was WrestleMania weekend. They were even busing people from Orlando here. Right. So they knew they were getting that WrestleMania crowd because yep. they always do. Because our, our good buddy, and we'll leave him anonymous, we'll, 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 call, him, uh, we'll call him Mr. Lawyer Man. Mr. Yep. Lawyer Man, our lawyer, uh, who was there at the show, who we love to death. I've been good friends with him since he's been in diapers. Um, he always goes to WrestleMania, like almost every year. And he always goes to the Ring of Honor show because they always have a Ring of Honor show the weekend of WrestleMania, and usually it's a pay-per-view. And he always goes, and he always says it's, like, the best show. And because of that, I think we got a way more stacked card. I mean, we got the Hardy Boys, for crying out loud, yeah, which we'll, which get, we'll to get, get to later. Yeah, we'll get to later, yeah. Uh, but, of course, the, the, the Briscoes and Bully Ray, they, they end up retaining their six, which – you know, it's interesting, the six-man world tag team match. Like, it, That's amazing. It's, it's, like, that's it's brilliant. One, I'm surprised this, WWE hasn't sold It's a really cool idea. way of, like, getting other tag teams out there, but also giving you a you, – someone that gives you gold, is, you know, give you a title opportunity. You know what I mean? More people have opportunity to be in it. Well, uh, I just think that's something, in my opinion, WWE will steal because basically here, here's the general idea. You get a tag team that's pretty good. 
and then you add a star to help elevate them. Yeah, the maybe so like a high B level main carter, right? right? And you add it to it. It's almost like a new day when they first started. You've got a guy like Kofi who was, you know, borderline main event level, and then you add this new tag team with him that's like brand new, and it brings all three of them up. Now look at New Day. They're like the hottest thing in so pro it's, wrestling. It's almost like having a manager that can wrestle, you know, someone yeah. that can uh, elevate you and, and push you and, and make you better. Oh, and yeah. So that was a really good match. Uh, I, although I think Bully Ray got hurt. Like he looked like he, he got hurt. I that was know. the only match I missed because yeah. of the, the bar the bar problem. <laughs> the bar problem. Hashtag bar problems. Hashtag first world problems. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag alcoholic problems. <laughs> Hashtag functioning alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. High functioning alcoholic. High functioning. Let me, let me say, yeah. I was a high functioning alcoholic that night because of what I told. Number one, when Johnny saw me the next day after, after I was that, surprised. After WrestleMania, I was he's like, like, holy shit, you're like upright and moving. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I've been up since like 930. And he's like, do you remember last night? And I told him about all the matches. He's like, holy shit, you remember that? Well, so. one, of the, one of the matches that uh, I was blown away by was a match that you were, like, really excited about uh, was the Will Ospreay uh, and Volador Jr. versus Dragon Lee and Jay White because it, it was like a Lucha Libre match. And that – Sean and I – because it was funny. Sean and Brian were sitting literally – like across the whole arena and maybe down at the seats, the chair level. And they, we kept like texting each other like, man, this is that a- we could see each other. Right. So we could kind of like, like be like thumbs up to each other. And for me, what was cool is I knew nothing about either of these guys. The only thing I knew, and this is the only thing ROH. And I don't know if it was a problem because they were booking the card, maybe to the last minute was there was not a lot of promos pre the show. Like, I saw one Bully Ray promo. I saw one Young Bucks promo, and I saw the promo from the, the Peacock. Well, they did the Jay Lethal and um, Cody Rhodes had a uh, Cody had a promo as well. They oh, did he? The before okay, maybe I missed that one, yeah. but I did see the one from this Peacock guy, and I'm like, okay, what's this guy's deal? Which actually was the one of the guys that had one of the cool shirts because there was two shirts. Yeah, that, it was really, it was a green, like a light green with a... No, it was like a blue. Blue, yeah. Blue, yeah, but it had the peacocks because yeah. there was two shirts that weren't black. One was, and I almost walked away with it. It was a green one that said Dim Boys, yep. which was for the Briscoe Brothers, yep. which I came really close, really close to buying. That right. and the trucker hat. Like, yep. it was one of those... Do I want a couple more drinks or do I want this hat? And I was like, yeah, I want a couple more drinks. Yep. <laughs> but uh, that and the peacock shirt, because they were the only ones that weren't black. But I'm like, okay, I like this guy. And I'll tell you what, in my opinion, and this is probably doing injustice to him, this is what sh- Fandango should have been. Yep. Like, this is like if you had pushed Fandango properly, this I is mean, what this it would I mean, this guy, Don Castle we're talking about, I, yeah. he's fantastic. His he's character. stellar, man. He, the way he responds, even in the Q&A, he kept in character the whole time. Yeah. Like, he, is like a, he was on his own, remember? He yep. was in the corner, and he would only answer certain questions. Yep. Which, that Q&A, I've got to say, number one, it was awesome because it was free. Yep. And number two, everybody was in character and legit, and, like, Cody said some shit that was really legit. Like, I was like, oh, damn. Like, he was, like, unfiltered. Well, he, yeah, he talked about WWE and, and, yeah. and the Stardust and, and how him and his wife are, you know, like. Because he said, he was like, there's the three rules Dad told me. He said, save your money. He said, always hit your finish, which is a great story that we need to tell about that. Yep. And he said, never date in in, in the, the business. Co- yep. He's like, oh, I fucked that up. Yep. But the story he told about that, which was amazing, I want to say it was the last year he was there in WWE. They had that huge ladder match. Yep. Everybody had done their finishes. He hadn't done his. And then Kevin Owens jumped in the ring and looked at Cody, and Cody was like, uh, and he's like, what did your dad say? Hit your finish. So he let him do the crossroads on him so he could at least do his finish during the match for the match was over. And I was like, number one, that's a lot of um, that's a lot of respect for yep. his dad. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of respect for him as a person. Yeah. Which Because me and you are, are – I, I am hardcore on the Kevin Owens train now. Oh, like, absolutely. I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm late to the man wagon on Kevin Owens. Like, I liked him when he showed up, but then he kind of, for me, trailed off a little bit. But now I'm heavy on the Kevin Owens train, which I, 
You're on the Kevin Owens train so hard. How many shirts is you have now? Five now. Jesus five. Christ! Like seriously, I like it, it was. It's yeah. like an addiction. Like yeah. every, every and I missed his Kevin. I think he still might have some, but I thought I missed his Kevin Ko Mania two shirt. Dude, I should wait a little bit. They'll go on yeah. sale. Yeah, but like I have, I have like the Price Fighter in black and in white. Yeah. I have the this the Kevin Owens show. I think you had the Price Fighter in red too. I have the Price Fighter in red. So and, you got three of the Price Fighter right. shirts. Yeah, and then I have the K. And then I have a the Kevin Owens show. And then there was another one that uh, I forget. You don't have the original Ko Mania. No, I not the Ko Mania yeah. one. No. But and th- and I think now that he's at SmackDown, they're gonna have a a red some sort of SmackDown or they might have one in blue, like the Kevin Owens Prize Fighter shirt in blue. Now he's might, on the yeah. blue brand. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, keep your eye out because here's the one thing I'll say. Just to, the only thing we're gonna promote probably on WWE on this episode because dude, we love us some ROH now. Is that the WrestleMania stuff always goes on sale two or three months later? Right. So I bet you in a month or two you can get that shirt for right. like ten fifteen bucks. So. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Buster Cherry Tattoo and Boutique, award-winning artist, pinup and pop culture specialist, tattoo and piercing, permanent and temporary makeup, hottest styles of vintage clothing, and much, much more. Find them in Bradenton, Florida and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Buster Cherry Tattoo at 606 Manatee Avenue, Bradenton, Florida, 34205. And what's their number, Deuce? Give them a call at 941-725-4045. That's Buster Cherry Tattoo and Boutique. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. And what, what do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box, and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Yeah, that Will Ospreay, uh, Volador Jr., Dragon Lee, and Jay White, man, that match was high-flying, flips, crazy moves. Dude, salts. it was awesome. It was high-octane. It was basically like balls-to-the-wall collision course, uh, demolition derby, it, the demolition, whole match. absolutely. Yeah. It was insane. And then, and uh, yeah, I mean, Sean and I were like, man, we just saw a five-star match live. Like, that yeah. match was so insane. I think we saw that night multiple five-star matches live, in my opinion. My very humble yep. opinion. Uh, another match, uh, of course, speaking of uh, Cody and the the Rhodes legacy, uh, they had the Texas bull rap mode, bull bull rope match. Excuse me. That match was amazing. Well, man. it's funny. I read online because they said that this is a rare occasion. They don't normally do the match this way. Because you and I were talking during the show, like why wasn't he tapping the turnbuckles in yeah, like consecutive the, their order? Their version of the bull rope match was different than the normal. Because normally it was you beat up your opponent. And you have to knock them basically unconscious and hit and the then top hit turnbuckle. top all four of the turnbuckles right. to make it work. But this one, they just wanted to tie each other together and beat each other just hell beat up. the shit out and of each other. And they did. They did. They took oh, some bumps. Oh, and Jay Lethal cutting uh, Cody with, with, the, the cowbell. with the cowbell. Yeah. And also, word on the street, that was his dad's cowbell, right. and that was his dad's boots, bull rope. His boots, too. Oh, really? Yep. That Where's, part I didn't know, which makes it boots. even more. Yep. Like, it was so much of an homage to his father. And here's the thing you guys got to understand. Dusty Rhodes cut his teeth in Tampa and in Florida. Like, mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes was, like, borderline the same level as Elvis Presley yep. in Florida. So... Cody. My, my dad, those are my dad's favorite wrestlers. Oh, uh, it's yeah. my dad's favorite wrestler. I love. I, I, like, I, had this, loved, I had this awesome yeah. uh, 
shirt I got on WWE is a um, it's one of like a like a classic logo shirt, and it has a it's just it's like all in gold, and uh, it's a blue T-shirt, so it's not black, and it has his Dusty Rhodes, but it's all got his like his cursive and all that stuff. It's I think I wore it before, uh, but he's uh, I love it because it's just like I I have to support Dusty Rhodes. I mean his legacy and everything like that. I actually have one I got from when he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. It's, oh, cool! It's white. And it's a red ringer where it's red on the sleeves and red on the collar. Yeah. And it's got him, like, and it says American – it's him with the belt. It says American Dream. And I think it's got some stuff listed, like, all the times he won the belt on the That's back. That's cool. Which yeah. is really, really cool that I love. Um, but, like, me and my dad are big, you know, Dusty Rhodes fans. So, him coming back, there's a lot of, lot of people in this area that are huge Dusty fans, which are now in turn big Cody Rhodes fans because – this is the only thing, minus how late it went. I really wish my dad had been there. Yep. Like, I think my dad, because you've seen my dad at wrestling right. events. Yep. I think he would have loved it. Yep. it. I think it would have went a little too late for him. Yeah, because it ended up being like a four-hour match. I didn't. Yeah, really, because I didn't that was it. the thing. Like, four-hour uh, show, yeah. Normally, when you go to the, the Lakeland Center, they'll say when events end, and they said 9 o'clock. It didn't end until after 10 o'clock mm -hmm. because it put us later going to dinner and some things that changed right. some of our little travel plans things. Right. But, like, it went way longer, but I think they were like, look, everybody's into it. Let's just keep going. Because, I mean, they, what was going to happen after they left? Nothing. So, it's like, well, they're not going to kick us out of the building. Let's just keep staying. So, right. like, the matches went longer, and we got amazing matches yep, all the way through. Another, uh, I mean – like we we talked about the the Will Ospreay and Volador Junior match. That match was right before the 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 world uh, title match. Uh, and the thing is, the Will Ospreay match was that match was so high energy. I think the crowd dipped a little bit uh, during See, the. That was because now you're going to talk about the Christopher Daniels match. Mm -hmm. That was the only match of the night that I was like I thought was a little weak. I thought it was too. But yeah. I think it might have been be not that the match was weak, but the match in front of it was so damn good yep. that it just it set the bar so high that Christopher Daniels and them couldn't be not that Christopher Daniels can't beat it. Christopher Daniels is amazing. Like I've been watching Christopher Daniels literally yeah. And I've, the Dog Castle was great and his boys and all that. I mean they were was, fantastic. And I actually saw Christopher Daniels at the you remember the old Orange Dome? Yeah. When I was in college, I'm talking 2001, in a ladder match, and I'm talking he was in front of 40 people maybe. Like, it was a crap crowd. Wrestle his balls off. This guy has been wrestling his ass off forever. I think he, he, yeah, I think he debuted in 98. So, yeah. yeah. So he's been around a long time. Right. He's been was in TNA a long time because that was the other thing that was kind of cool to me. Me and Gordo Gringo, Corey, on Twitter, and Brian, we all had season passes, and we went to TNA all the time. And especially it was when Hogan came back, and they tried to go head-to-head -head with Raw. Um, so a lot of this for us was kind of like a TNA homecoming, seeing like Motor City Machine Gun, seeing Jay Lethal, seeing you know Christopher Daniels, seeing Kazarian. Chris uh, Saban. Yeah. yeah, all these guys. We were like, wow. this. So for us, that was really cool. Even Bully Ray, because, you know. Yep. We saw him become Bully Ray in TNA, so for us, it was really, really cool. But that match, it was good. It just wasn't great, if right. that makes any right. sense. Right. I, I think I think actually there was more Dalton Castle fans in the audience than there was Christopher. Oh, Davis. I definitely do too. I mean, the Peacock Dalton Castle was, was over as an He was, dude. Like the whole crowd. Like if you go back and watch that pay per view, I mean, the crowd was just eating up Dalton Castle. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were just. Uh, and he did a great job. And, of course, it was cool to see uh, <laughs> Cody come in at the end of the match and beat both of them yeah, up. Yeah, because he beat both of them up. And he was basically so now he's like, going to be for the title. He's like, he's I'm coming for you for the title because I don't know what the next awesome. pay-per-view is. Because, right. And that's the only other two bad things about ROH. One, it's kind of, unless you go to the website and everything, it's hard to kind of keep tabs on everything. Mm -hmm. And also, it's not the world's easiest to watch the pay-per-views unless right. you do the internet pay-per-views. Now, the good thing is, I guess the pay-per-views are on Friday nights, which I did not know. So, you can watch them on Bright House. Because I actually looked, because I was like, hey, an ROH pay-per-view is coming out. And I talked to Sean from Grapple Maniacs. I was like, you want to come over and watch it? He's like, sure. I'm like, let me see how much it is. It's like $50. Mm -hmm. And I was like, because in my head, I thought it was 40 for some reason. I was like, oh, it'll be like 40 bucks. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me do that. It'll be $40. Right. Um, 
But I was like 50, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I'm going to pass. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be both of us shilling out like $25. Now, don't get me wrong. In the future, I may do that, especially if you can – because Friday nights you're I'd love available. To, I'd love to come so, out. So, like, we could be like, hey, if all three of us split it and maybe Brian comes out, then it's like $10 I'll come, a pop. I'll come yeah. out for, for a Ring of Honor pay-per-view for sure. Yeah. yeah so, I think maybe we should start doing that because, in my opinion, I think – if you just watch the pay-per-views, I think you can keep up enough of the storylines. Oh, have to sure. Watch you don't have to watch. The, exactly. Yeah. They do a great job of cutting through the promos and yeah. whatnot. Uh, and then, of course, the, the final match of the night that, uh, well, they had one other match that was a dark match. Uh, no, they had two dark matches that they had taped. They had the one with that knockoff Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Frankie Kazarian uh, had, had a match. Uh, yeah, because I like Frankie, and I watched that one because yeah. I really liked it. And then he had the uh, I, and, and I apologize. I'm I, I shouldn't say this. I called him the knockoff uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, the crowd thought he was because yeah, the, they, started they started singing, singing the Nakamura theme, theme song. Yeah. It was hilarious. Uh, and that and his name was hold on. It's, I, have, I have it written down here. Um, oh, Punishment Martinez. Yeah. And I actually, you know, it's funny. You and I were talking about this. I felt like Punishment Martinez, you know, he he I liked the way he moved in the ring. I felt yeah, like he's that's He's very fast for a big guy. That's very fast who, and nimble. That's who Roman Reigns should have been. I, and I feel like that like a Roman Reigns was that like impact and and that fast and like I feel like Roman Reigns would have been more over in the WWE oh, but yeah. uh but yeah, so that was a and then there was a uh uh what was it? Um Silas Young uh fought against but because that was a funny thing, because they taped those two matches before the pay per view right. started. Sure. I'm like, why are they taping these? And then the announcer goes, "Hey, we're taping these two matches for the pay per view for the intermission, so make sure to give a big pop." Like he went extra, like hard in the pain of like, "Hey, give these guys a big pop because this is gonna be during the pay per view while we right. do the intermission." Right. Which was great because we kind of needed that intermission because mm-hmm. like it was like so high octane, you needed a minute to go like. Ooh, yep. Like catch your breath because right. it was like, it was like five star match after five star match after right. Five and then, and then of course the yeah. final match um, was um, for the R- Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship, uh, the Young Bucks versus the Hardys, and what a match that was. And we, you and I, are noticing that the Hardys weren't. T- I mean, they took some bumps, but they weren't taking the big bumps like they normally take. But we we were just like okay, but it was a really really good match. Uh, the well, Corey kept talking to me during the match, and he's like, "They're not taking bumps." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "They're not taking the big bumps." He's like, "They're he's like they're gonna be they're gonna be at Mania tomorrow." He's like, yeah. "I can tell they're gonna be at Mania." Yeah, because we've seen them. Trust me, because we watched the two of them in TNA. They used to take insane bumps, and right. they didn't take near the bumps. It was still a really great take. match, though. Oh, it was insane. Spots. The, the, like the Young Bucks, took, t- young bucks took most of the big bumps, but yeah. uh, it was really good. Um, and it, it's it, highlight highlight of the night. One of the highlights of the night. I mean, is when at the end they were all four sitting there, uh, uh, helping them, you know, raise their hands and stuff. And like this is like the lineage; they're passing on the torch, so to speak. And and then and then Jeff Hardy singing the obsolescence song and all that I was like oh that's so cool, uh, and how over the crowd was for both uh, the the Young Bucks and the Hardys and, and it was just a really great event stack card five star matches, uh, great women's match uh, like we said we had a really great time at this event um, and it made you know made you a fan of Ring of Honor it made me a fan for life and it's the little things like there was a guy who uh, hopefully you you still got my business card it, unless you're like who's this drunken guy that gave yeah. me a card uh was the he's basically their version of the sign guy right and base i think he's called streamer guy right and he was like handing out streamers which was a funny thing because if you went to the merch table they sold streamers because yep. their whole thing is like when they're coming to the ring you can throw whatever the hell you want in the ring when they start as long as you're not throwing it during the match which i right. was like for me that blew my brain hole i'm right. like what you can throw shit in the ring so like Everybody's throwing streamers. Everybody's like slapping the because that was the thing. They have the old school right. uh, barricades right. with just like ten metal ROH things. So they're like slapping that. Like it was the most intense crowd I've ever seen in a wrestling event. It was the most fun crowd I've ever seen in a wrestling event. Yep. And on top of that, I think top to bottom, it's the greatest wrestling event I've ever seen live. Same period. Here, period. Yeah. Same, probably the best is the it is the 
greatest uh, live uh, wrestling match. Uh, and event I've seen that TNA seen. pay-per-views live. Right. I've seen TNA shows live. I've seen NXT shows live. Right. I've never seen an event that amazing from top to bottom, talent, five-star matches. I'm like, because I leaned over to you a couple times. I'm like, that was amazing. Like, yep. and I'm, now I'm an ROH fan for life. Like, literally tonight, because we're taping randomly on a Saturday night, I'm taping ROH, and I'm like, I'm going to watch that later. Like, yep. I'm going to watch it and, you know, pay attention. And I, I, I think we'll do maybe the next ROH sure, pay-per-view yeah. here at the house. Sure. If Sean wants to come and you want to come yep. and, you know, order pizza because, like, I'm now a hardcore ROH fan yep. because, like, they are doing things that need to be done in the wrestling community, and they're putting on the best shows in the yeah, wrestling Yeah, there's community. a lot of passion involved, yeah. you know, with, with – And love. Like, yep. I feel yep. like they love the fans, and they love yep. the wrestling, and it's not – I love WWE, but I feel like it's – WWE is like the nacho cheese, and I'm talking about like the cheese I put in the crock pot when we have parties, like the fake nacho cheese of wrestling. But ROH is more like the Gouda. Like yep. they're like a really refined, like yep. good craft cheese, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense as an yep. analogy. Yeah, there it, it's great because Ring of Honor is it's not been tainted. You know, it's not been, you know, there's not been a lot of uh, Hollywood ization of 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 it you know what i mean like sure there's promos and but it's all about the in-ring and it's all about the characters and and it's just really well done but i love the fact that you get yourself over yep. it's like we'll give you the mic time we'll give you the ring time you get yourself over it. like yep. we're not going to do a million video packages we're right. not going to emelina you if right. you will <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yep. like we're not going to make a million video packages about you you've got this amount of ring time you've got this you know and then on top of that they let them go crazy on social media. Like right. a lot of those guys, like the 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 Dalton Castles the, and the, the prime example, the Hardys even get themselves over on social media and the stuff they're doing that away that gets them to that next level. Absolutely, and God, that event was so amazing. Number one, thank you, Ring of Honor. Yes. Number two, thank you, Lakeland, Lakeland Center. Center. Yep. Lakeland Center, we love you. We love going to events there. You've yep. had amazing WWE events. Yep. This Ring of Honor event was stellar. We love coming to your events. And I your hope shows. you guys bring Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor next year as well. Because hell yeah, I'd, I'd be there in an instant, man. Well, see, here's the thing. I think because of how well they sold, yeah. A, we'll definitely at least get a TV taping for sure. Sure. But I think one of the other pay per views because do they have one pay per view a month like WWE? They do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would think we'd at least get one, maybe two next year because if they're like, okay, look, sales were probably inflated. Because of it being so close sure. to Orlando. Nothing and it's, wrong with that. You know, yeah. But if we can get that many, how many can we get to a normal pay-per-view? Right. So if they give us just an off-brand, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like a normal pay-per-view. Right. Like a No Way Out, for instance, well, of WWE. Right. Like just, a, just a normal off-month pay-per-view right. and see how many sales they get. I bet they can sell that place out again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this Because their prices were great. Yep. Our, our, our seats... We had amazing seats, and they were $20, guys. Right. $20. It was amazing. It's a really we were close as hell. We, we were. We a softball and hit the ring. Yep. It was a really great venue. I mean, anywhere you, pretty much anywhere you sat in the in the venue. That's what I like about the Lakeland Center. Even the bad Center. seats are great. Yeah. Like, they're, even, like, the super cheap seats are great. You could see the ring really well. It was well positioned. I mean, and also, I loved the Titantron. It was really big. Like, it was they, they kind of went all out for that Titantron. Although, the ir irony was that the one of the pyros is a little bit closer. They were so close because... Okay. Kevin Kelly, the ring, he's all yeah. like... You know, backing out. So when you look at the cover photo for this episode, we're standing on the ramp. Both sides of the ramp had pyro on it, and there was pyro on both sides. So literally, when people are walking down the ramp, they were getting hit with the pyro. Yeah, and they're so like, close. oh! It was like Goldberg yeah. pyro almost. Yeah, like they, they were like, like, oh, my God. Yeah, so, it was and really... some of those guys weren't used to that. So. Right. Is he okay? Yeah, he's all right. Barley. Yeah, guys, it, we're at uh, uh, the Hollywood studio or the Happy Hour Studio South, and yeah. Barley is here at, my God, it is 1130 on a Saturday. 
and he is going monkey crazy. I think he saw his reflection. He probably saw his reflection. Because he'll do that at times. Plus, we've had two amazing episodes of Lake and Roll Playing Guild and our friends right. from Recon we've, we, with This us. has been a full nine of yeah. uh, taping. So which you guys will be hearing later, yep. which you guys are going to love. But we've had so many episodes. We've had so much fun tonight. Yep. And another good shout-out to a video you'll be seeing very, very soon of our good friend Buck. Uh, from Retro Game Treasures exactly. and the amazing presence that he gave us exactly. uh, that you definitely want to see. So we've had an amazing night. Johnny, is there anything else you want to add to this amazing no, I, I think I think people need to check out, if you've, if you've been on the fence about Ring of Honor or you're new to wrestling, and you, you I think Ring of Honor is a great place to start. I, uh, yeah, like if... If you can find it, though. I mean, it's a little you, difficult you, to find. You've got to find it. You've got to do some research. It, yeah. But I think there's a lot of people that are kind of... Um, like, they're tired of the WWE product. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I am on this cuspid now, especially now that Mania is over, that I'm kind of over WWE. Like, right. I need a little WWE break. Yep. And to fill that wrestling itch, ROH is a place to go, man. Yep. And not only that, I think they scratch that itch better and harder than WWE ever can, in my opinion. Right. I agree. I, 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 I mean, I, I do love NXT. I think NXT is still kind of raw and 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 more independent too for now for now yeah i'm scared i'm really scared because nxt is starting to get so big and especially because they're calling up so many call-ups i'm waiting until to use my cheese analogy which is probably horrible it's it's kind of like a a craft artisanal cheese but i'm waiting for it to get homogenized and get to the point where it's the same nacho cheddar cheese you get at the baseball game you know what i mean like It's it's craft cheese or craft like artisanal cheese now, but I'm, right. I'm waiting for it to become the craft singles, if you yeah, will, for of sure. cheese, for sure. which I think is right around the corner. But ROH is not that man. ROH yep. is still the heart, the soul, the the power is there, the fight is there in these guys, and you can see it when you talk to them, like during the Q and A. These guys have like a fight in their belly, and they want to prove everybody wrong. Absolutely. So. Isn't that right, Barley? Barley's agreeing with us, but... Uh, yeah, it, Barley's got some fight in his belly. Get over here. Get over here, fool. Anyway. Anyways, we're the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We just want to thank you guys for uh, checking out this episode. Uh, obviously, a big shout-out to the Grapple Maniacs. Uh, uh, Which, if you're a wrestling fan, you need to join that group. How can people that are listening to the show that aren't the in the group Email us, join? and we can add them. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. Tell them what's the email they need to send us. Uh, HHpodcastshow at gmail.com. And we'll it's, a pri- it, it's a private It's group. a private group. We'll forward it to Sean, and he can add you. It's a right. really – it's a very – I wouldn't say it's a click, but it's definitely a very tight-knit group of people. Right. But, I mean, I'm in probably three or four different Facebook wrestling groups, but that, to me, is the most – like, these are hardcore, die-in-the-wool – like wrestling fans right. and these are people that watch everything they right. don't just watch just the wwe right. they watch everything so it's a great group to join definitely uh so yeah thank you so much for uh, checking out this episode of ring of honor Supercard of honor 11 uh review and uh hopefully we'll see you guys at a future ring of honor event and uh, we're deuce and i are definitely gonna be checking out the ring of honor calendar and when they come back to florida uh, when they come back to florida number one you can bet your ass we're going yep. and number two we might even put up like a Facebook page and right. make it like a happy hour slash Grapple Maniacs meetup event yep. because we we did a full day. We started our day yep. at Kerr's Wing House. We went to the you know the pre-show the 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 uh, the fan fest as they right. called it and did the show. And I want to do that again. We even after party to some of us after yeah. party at Winter Circle. Yep. Um, but it was a great event. I'd love to do that again where it's like. We pre-show at one place, we go to the event, and then we have to party somewhere else, so for sure. So how do people find us on the internet, Deuce? You can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. You can find us on the Twitter machine at HH Podcast Show. And when you're on, oh, don't forget to find us at soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. Happy hour podcast, yep. 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 Find us there to find our older episodes, because if you're a wrestling fan, we've got a lot of older wrestling episodes. We've got some great interviews. we got Lindsay Dorado, Steve Carino. Yep. Uh, Fred Ottman, Tugboat. I mean, we've got, we love wrestling. Uh, We've got a lot of wrestling uh, wrestlers that are fans of our show, that listen to our show, that are uh, actually been interviewed by our show that you might want to listen to. So check that out. And like I said, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, there's not, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag. 
Happy Hour Podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. Bye.